What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down in the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuning in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines feel free to give us a call anything that we discussed on yesterday's show if you didn't have an opportunity to call or anything that we're not discussing on the docket today or we are and you want to weigh in on give us a call we just ask you uh call during the breaks be patient during the breaks in the long segments and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly also if you need to reach out to me via twitter you can do that at sports grind and also if you want to stream the show live and leave comments uh you can go to the business facebook page of sports grind entertainment or you can go to my personal page and leave comments as well, too. <clears throat> and I'll respond to those on air in real time. Um, if I don't get a chance to, I'll respond to them later. And keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the shows daily or you're traveling and want to listen to us, make sure you log on to sportsgrindonline.com. All right. And you can click the play button and you can download the podcast 365, seven days a week. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll. All right, man. So it is Thursday. We're inching closer to the weekend. Okay. Um, what's the date today? Four. It's, it's April something. 420, April 20th, huh? 420. Yeah. Even the passerby or smokers know really what or don't even know that what smokers is knows what 420 is. And trust me, I've never, I mean, for a while, I was on Deftone to really what that was, you know, but... Um, you know, as the country and some states make progress to legalize marijuana, and for those in legal states that's participating in it, I guess the right thing to say is happy 420 on behalf of Sports Ground Entertainment and Hazel Sky. So, um, yeah, there you go. So 420. But anyway, but yeah. But and Texas, happy Fiesta. Fiesta. Well, yeah, Fiesta. I mean, I was doing Fiesta when I was like 14, man. I was spoiled. Got burnt out. It lived in San Antonio all my life. Nothing's really added addition to it. Okay. That's just really what it is. They got the taste of New Orleans, which is supposed to be really for the, the, the African-American culture down here. They put us in an old dust bowl that's still the last time I checked. And I'd, I'd stopped going because I was like, man, y'all going to put us where you, your shoes just get dusty just over here next to the zoo and the sunken gardens. Just like, yeah, don't get me started. But, yeah, I guess it is Fiesta. I mean, that's the only thing. San Antonio is known for the Alamo, the Spurs, and Fiesta, and that's about it. Yeah, get a dose, celebrate. Responsibly? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, Dos Equis is always down for Fiesta in this, in this 210. Uh, but, yeah, but happy 420. Just waiting on Texas, man. You know, we Johnny B. Lately when it comes to everything, you know, this old school, this old money, you know, that's, that, that runs this state. But, anyway, all right, back to sports. Okay, so uh, that's your public announcement for today. But anyway, let's see, man. We've got uh, hockey playoffs that continue to uh, roll on, man. You know, last night, 
you saw in the hockey situation, you saw the Dallas Stars take a 7-3 victory. They've tied their series up with the uh, Minnesota Wild. Keep in mind, Dallas lost that game in OT uh, the other day. They got off to a slow start. They Minnesota Wild rallied, sent it in overtime, and really that was going to be devastating for Minnesota Wild if they would have lost that game because they really outplayed Dallas that game. Um, also, the heavily favored Bruins uh, to win the title, they find themselves tied 1-1 to because that means the Panthers – um, and really, I think of all the scores, that's the more surprising for the Panthers to beat the Bruins six to three. And the Bruins usually don't give up that many goals. Uh, even when they lose, they usually don't lose in that fashion, have that many goals scored against them. Uh, they are one of the uh, big time betting favorites to win the whole Stanley Cup. But, you know, um, the NHL experts such as Dante would tell you. Uh, if he knows this, I don't know if Dante knows this, but, you know, it's not really tradition for the most time, the team that has the most wins in the NHL, which was the Boston Bruins this year, and the heavy favorite. They just, nine to the ten, they don't win the Cup. They don't win the Stanley Cup. I know why it works out that way, uh, unlike some other sports. So I would just put that nugget out there, even though, you know, I had the question when we dropped the puck, like, who's beating the Bruins? Also, we've got MLB. All right, MLB's back in the news. Of course, the big news that passerby people are talking about is the Oakland Athletics, uh, who has purchased um, about 49 acres, okay, of land in Vegas. 49 acres of land in Vegas, okay. All we asked for was 40, okay, and a mule, but that's a whole other story. But 49 acres. And I will tell you not so fast. Let's not everybody get excited. And I'll tell you the reason why in regards to this and even the word that I hear uh, that's coming out about this. But, yes, the Oakland, Athlete, Oakland A's, Athletic A's, have purchased land in Vegas. But we definitely want to talk about that. Tatis Jr. is returning from his long suspension, his long PED suspension. He's returning to the Padres. Actually, I think he starts today. Um, it's this is going to be an interesting situation because the Padres are pretty much they they're loaded with talent. Uh, but keep in mind, if you remember when uh, Tatis got suspended, um, he rubbed some people the wrong way in that clubhouse. You know, um, when I think when he was asked about it, how this is going to go back return, he's like, hey, we're all going to have to. Well, one of his teammates was like, we're all going to have to get through this together. So. Um, I don't believe everybody in that locker room is welcoming him back with open arms. I mean, he's one of the best players in the MLB. Uh, he is the face of the Padres, so he's returning after a long suspension. Also, you had to suspend Mad Max. Max Scherzer got suspended. Well, not suspended, but he got thrown out of the game last night after about a third glove check but from the umpire. Now, that umpire has a history of checking pitchers' gloves and throwing them out. And I'm a good lip reader, and I know Max was saying, hey, man, it's Rosin. Hey, man, it's Rosin. He was calling him by his first name. Uh, but, you know, I know MLB released. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, did they play – didn't they play the Dodgers? Was that the, the – correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that game they played the Dodgers yesterday. And if that's the case, I could be wrong. Okay, Jonas, give me a thumbs up. There's some history between the Dodgers and Serger. They're, they're, and, and you wonder – you know, I, look, I like Roberts, their manager, but you wonder if this was one of these kind of setup type of deals. Um, you know, Max, I think he's been accused before of of this. I'm giving the guy the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I don't see if you really, and and especially a pitcher of his caliber, okay, that's going to be a first time ballot Hall of Fame pitcher. You know, if you know these new implemented rules that just came into baseball the last couple of seasons about checking the gloves, the pitchers, everything. 
like I said, you have to be crazy in regards to have anything on your substance in your hands. But I know the ump and the crew after the game, they released a statement, just paraphrased and say, hey, all we know, he's like, I've been checking gloves for about 30 years. He goes, and all I know is that it's about the third inning, all our hands were sticky, whatever we were touching or whatever. So you have to wonder, and I'm going to give Mad Max maybe the benefit of the doubt, or maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, it's that's why I say, you know, for the most part, when you get, and everybody remembers that scene in Major League Baseball with old man sitting there, get to go pitch, with, hey, I got the jalapeno right here, got a little rubber sauce and this and that. And when you kind of get up in age as a pitcher, your, the velocity goes down, so you start getting a sense. But I think Max has really been a guy that, you know, I don't put him really on the status of my favorite pitcher of all time and since I've been breathing. Um, and that was the great Greg Maddox. I'm talking about placement pitchers. I mean, I'm talking about control Maddox. I've never seen anybody like it, and still to this day I haven't. Um, you know, and he kick your ass in poker as well, too. But, uh, you know, Serger is kind of on the line of where he pitches is more not really overpowering. It's more of just he's just got a placement. He can just he's one of those type of pitchers. So you might look at it like, hey, man, my velocity's li- uh, dipped. So maybe I do got to do something just to give me that edge. But, you know, he was pretty much adamant, you know, that it was just rosin. So that took place. I thought that was interesting. And that ump has a tr- has a history of you know throwing guys out or pitchers out i should say what do you got yeah super agent scott boris uh representation uh he released a statement to the new york post um actually he didn't refute what was done but he said that he's asking for more consistent enforcement of the rules uh writing mlb standards and rules and for and rules enforcement should mandate and require an objective verifiable standard if you want to attack the integrity of the competition, you need clear, precise standards, else you damage the game and its players. The koozie on-field spectrometer is not the answer. MLB needs to employ available scientific methods, not subjective, to create verifiable certainty of its rules. End quote. And so this is where, you know, if, if, if you think this is a substance... Uh, if you watch like CSI and whatever, right? Where they, they do the sw- cotton swab and then they put a drop on it and it turns purple, it's blood. Gosh. You need to have a substance. I, I think that he's asking for a scientific method here to where you could test and say, okay, this is if, if your pitcher is saying this is just sweat and rosin, then you need to be able to determine for a fact it's just sweat or rosin. We need well, to uphold these standards scientifically since we're in this place. Okay, well, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Scott Boris is always one to kind of, you know, speak his mind. Um, but I don't know if Scott Boris expects MLB um, to turn this into a mini episode of Forensic Files. Okay, maybe we can get the guy on the PA. If when Every time there's a, a challenge from another manager, like, hey, man, we think that guy's got something. And then all of a sudden they just play that Forensic file mu- uh, music that I've got to fall asleep through every night. Because AC's obsessed with that type of stuff. God's voice does put you to sleep, though. It's kind of creepy, but it does. But, yeah, what does he want to do, man? Turn this into for No, and nothing in that statement says, it, look, was it or not? 
you're not coming out and defend your client like, look, I've talked to the talk to Max. There was nothing on that. It what all he's doing is doing lawyer stuff and trying to play like, okay, well, hey, I'm not denying it, but well, you know what we need to do? We need to have some lights. We need to have some type of system that we can go ahead and improve it. We need to put it under a light. Okay. You know, that I mean, come on, that's typical Scott. But look, I, I think Max, you know, um, I don't know. I know this isn't his first time, but I, he looked kind of convincing to me, but we'll see. We'll see. That was that was kind of interesting to see that go go down. Um, anyway, all right. So you got that going on. Also, golf, little golf news. You know, we know we're just coming off the Masters. You know, next up, I believe they put the uh, did they bump the PGA before? I think the next one up should be U.S. Open, unless they change order. I didn't know about it, but uh, Tiger Woods is in the news. Um, he's having a procedure done to his ankle. Okay, I don't, you know, it's the ankle and the leg that was worked on, of course, post car crash. Um, I think it's some type of, I don't know, if it's not orthoscopic. I don't know if it's like some infusion type of deal. Um, what do you got? Yeah, through the AP, Tiger Woods had fusion surgery okay, on go. his right ankle Wednesday morning to alleviate arthritis from a broken bone, putting in doubt whether he plays any more majors this year. Yeah, like pretty much there's no timetable in return. Now, to me, the first thing I look at and I and I think about is, okay, is this about doing this procedure and surgery for quality of life, okay, and comfort? You know, I mean, Tiger's still not that old. I mean, he's older. You know, we are getting older. He's older considered that sport, but as a human being, he's not – I mean, he hasn't even reached 50 yet. So they say you ain't never lived a life till you, till you really hit 50. So my point is, or is he doing this procedure to aid him in continuing trying to get back to some respectable form where he can compete for majors? And the reason why I pose those two is because if I'm to the point, and I kind of alluded this a little bit after the Masters and when he withdrew, um, I'm to the point where if it's coming down to this, for you to keep going through these multiple surgeries um, to continue to maybe get back respectable so you can compete with these young guys on tour to win a major. At that point, as a fan, as one of the diehardest Tiger fan, uh, Woods fans that you'll see, that you ever meet, you know, what is the point? I mean, I'm to the point where, like, you ain't got nothing to prove. Like, how many, I mean, this is, I mean, we're not even counting the surgeries pre-car flip. Okay, we're not. Even, I'm not even talking about the back surgeries and the back effusion. I, now, if this is a situation where this is quality life, because hey, I want to walk 18 holes with Charlie and play Char with Charlie and be in comfort. Okay, okay, I get it. But if this and and to me, if I had to choose, this is more really to about like saying like, you know what, I've got I got to clean this up to give me a chance to get back. I see an athlete, and he's lucky because it's the ones he he's built from that that cloth of a MJ, uh, from a Kobe, you know, from a, uh, you know, who else I want to say? There's a couple other ones that I'll put in that category from a Tom Brady. All right. Joe Montana. Okay. Serena for the exception of those two, three years when she was doing fashion. But anyway, Serena, it's like, luckily he's in golf. Okay. Because it gives him some time. But to me, I look at an athlete, that is cut from those cloths that I those uh, the kind of cloth that I've said those other athletes are from, and he just is not in refusing to go out like this, 
And it's not so much a trying to catch Jack. I think he's basically to a man. You know, I think he's kind of accepted like, hey, man, if I if I end up in second until somebody replaces me, how bad is that? Yes, I had it on the wall. Jack, there was a lot of reasons. Like I've said that, you know, there's a lot of things to contribute. The reason why he probably didn't get to that point. And I think it starts with really with the passing of his dad and then his lifestyle that went because he would be at like he should be like at 22, 23 by now. But however, um, I just see a guy that, and to me, I don't even think it's about trying to win. Yes, he competes for majors, but this is this. He's one win away from having the all-time winning its record on the PGA Tour in history, if I'm not mistaken. This is really about just trying to pick up that one victory that's going to surpass him. Uh, so to me, I, I that's what I see it. I, that's why I say I don't know if this is just about quality of life. And pain. I think this guy's really trying to say, hey, look, even if he's got a tank or trash and scratch off 2023 season, it's just about trying to see if I could rehab one more year and get these things cleaned up and then go back 2024 and try it again. We'll see how it goes. When we get back, of course, NBA playoffs. We had action last night. We got action today. We'll start recapping some of the games last night. When we get back, you'll listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spin the One and Twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 
And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. There's nothing like the arrival of spring and the accompanying smell of fresh cut prices in the air at Specs. And nobody does wine like Specs with a Texas size selection of world class wines at lower prices. You'll find the perfect zing for spring at Specs. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 877-37 Grind. All right, so keeping it moving, and we'll circle back. And, of course, you've got NFL doings. You know, we're a week away officially today from the NFL draft. So definitely we'll start getting some draft, you know, talk. We might have some people in next week, at least one or two people in next week, at least one, um, in regards to try to talk some draft if we can get everybody scheduled. But it's hard to get people scheduled these days because everybody's spread thin. But uh, we'll definitely get time to talk about that as we go into early next week and all that. And we'll get to some NFL news today. But let's start like we have been doing in the NBA because uh, we have the playoffs that are steady, continuing to roll on. And last night you saw the Memphis Grizzlies bounce back and win game two to uh, defeat the Lakers. All right. Um, just really, you know, first of all, starting with uh, the loss. I mean, and you got to give credit to Memphis. I mean, because – you know, with no John Morant, which we kind of figured going into that game, um, they've got a couple other uh, pieces out. Adams has been out, so that's another big man that we knew wasn't going to be here when the series went and started anyway. But you can count him as being out as a starter. The Lakers were re- Lakers should really and should have been going back to Memphis. I mean, excuse me, back to the Crypto Center in L.A. up two zero, but they came out very very flat. And uh, they spent a lot of energy even trying to come back, uh, but it, they never really got anything going in rhythm. And really, Anthony Davis's performance yesterday uh, was garbage. Um, you know, it's just one of those. And it's like and if you really and I know it's like old and it's just like beating a dead horse and he's a butt of jokes and things. But if you really just look at it, I mean, if you go back to the I mean, he was struggling a little bit before that. But if you really go to that tip ball when they had to do a tip ball and his elbow, I mean, he got caught with an elbow down on his face and then he started bleeding and he kind of went down on the floor for a little bit and then he got up and he went bleeding. Anthony was never the same after that. He's just one of those guys that let's like, unless he feels a hundred percent and I don't know if he ever feels hundred percent, but unless everything is right, he can't really perform at his highest level. And it's like he's a guy that can't really play through injuries. And to me, like there's one thing of being um, like they always say, there's a difference of being hurt and a difference of being injured. You know, and I would say that he has a very he has challenges. He can't really play hurt and through pain. Now, injured is usually when you just can't play. You're injured. You know, you're, you're out. But Anthony has it's just a mental thing with me with him. So he was totally out of it. He, you know, not really been able to give anything help. He couldn't even really control the boards, really what his strength is. And I feel like that's kind of sad because and I've always been a big AD fan uh, because I think he's super talented. You know, Uh, maybe he's kind of not like what he was years ago, but he's super talented still. And I just feel kind of like what we saw with Westbrook in game one for the Clippers. I mean, if you don't have your shot going and, you know, you can't, you know, your defense, what the one. One thing you should be able to do is find a way to at Anthony Davis's size 
you should be able to find a way to still help your team win and contribute. And really, he didn't. I don't have his numbers, final numbers in front of me, but his just effort was bad. And I think, you know, the TNT crew hit on it. I just felt like they came out really, you know, half-assed really in the first half. You know, they got things going in the second. They were able to really make a run, but they couldn't really never get over that hump. And then also we saw Dylan Brooks being Dylan Brooks. Remember I came in here after game one over the weekend, and I said, I said, you know what, I want to know – how long does LeBron, you know, stay engaged and not fall for the Dylan Brooks bait? Because I knew it was coming. I could just tell the way Dylan was playing him in game one, how physical he was trying to be. And I just knew, you know, as this series went on, you know, even though LeBron, in which I still don't think LeBron's going to fall for the cheese all the way. I really don't. Uh, he's too, I mean, he's one of the all-time greats and he's too smart when it comes to this game but of course when you talk about the heat of competition what's said or whatever at the end of the day LeBron's a man first but however um, I knew how that first half went in game one that this was going to be something that Dylan Brooks was going to be partaking in and um, you know he talked about it after the game uh, yes do we have that did we get that on him no uh, no but okay. he did say you know yeah. he said I don't care he's old you yeah. know what I mean he said, I, I poke bears. I don't respect no one till they come and give me 40. Yeah. I mean, it looks like, I mean, I mean, first of all, he's doing the press conference. I mean, the at the locker room, he's talking with his shades and his shirt and his, uh, you know, shirt button up chain. I mean, look like he's a new R&B group in Memphis that 3-6 Mafia didn't found or something like a group member, man. I mean, come on, Brooks. I mean, this guy, I mean, again, I'm going to keep saying this. Where was this? There was no sign of this in Oregon. And I challenge anybody to basically tell me that they saw this or there's footage of this coming from when he played at Oregon. I watched a lot of Pac-12 basketball, and I know I watched Dylan Brooks when he was at Oregon a duck. And and basically there was no there was none of this tough. And that's why I say, man, it's what I said about Ja. You get down there in that atmosphere in Memphis. Okay, we ain't talking Graceland. Okay, we talking about Memphis. Okay, the culture, home of three six mafia. You know, I mean, hell, after every game they playing whoop that trick. Okay, from hustle and flow. I mean, come on. I mean, and every time you know, because I've I've heard it in the regular season because they do it all the time, and then you know, watching the game with AC, and then she hears that. She's like, did they just hear like you know? And and she's and first of all, she's coming in, so she's got the game on XM radio because she's she's running the air and she's coming home. I'm home. She walks in the door. She's like, hey. She goes, is that what I just heard? On the-? I said, what are you talking about? She's like, they're playing that hustle and flow after the, you know, whoop the trick. I said, they do that after every game. That's so ghetto. That's so that That's the problem. I'm like, excuse me? Those are the type of conversations we have. Just to give you an insight. I'm like, ghetto. Hmm, okay. I'll, I'll put that one in my crow. But I'll stick that one in my memory bank. I owe you one. But anyway, yeah, man. I mean, it's the culture down there. So Dylan Brooks, look. If I had to add, where would we put the percentage of the odd LeBron? Because first of all, yes. Do I think, I mean, what Dylan Brooks is trying to do by calling LeBron old, he knows everybody's going to talk about that. He knows he's going to get back with LeBron. He's trying at every advantage to try to get LeBron to be unraveled. And this goes back to the whole theme I've said about this Memphis team this year. They weren't really this bad this year, but this year they have tried to talk and bully their way through W's. That's just what they're trying to do. 
and see the difference of it is, and, and they deserved a lot of credit last night because they were short man, and then Lakers should have won that game. I mean, that you know, not saying that it was ever really close, but I'm saying the mentality coming out, they should be going back up 2-0. With no John Moran, they already came in shorthanded. Come on. You know, so props to Memphis. But I think Dylan Brooks is really, like, I respect if somebody give me 40. Knowing damn well LeBron. Like, Dylan wants to talk about, he wants to start talking when he knows I got four fouls or whatever he said. When I'm in, you know, I got four fouls, then he wants to go, well, well, bruh, you talking about, oh, I don't talk to, I don't really talk to anybody. Somebody come give me 40. Man, you know that's not really the way the Lakers are trying to play. I mean, they're not, LeBron's not trying to get 40. I mean, this team is not really built to try to get – it doesn't make sense for him to get – I mean, is he capable of it? Yeah, every once in a while, if he, at this stage of his career, if he has to. But it's so obvious what Dylan Brooks is trying to do. And I'm just going to be eager. I doubt it. I don't think LeBron going to take the cheese. But it's going to be interesting as this series goes on about just the game within the game and how the agitating what Dylan – and the physical play as well, too. What you got? There was a moment last night uh, after one of the times – where Brooks got in LeBron's face, and then there was a timeout and separated, yeah. and Bron was chirping back. Yeah. Um. So far throughout the se- the series, uh, Bron has uh fir- he had twenty one points in game one, twenty eight last night. Now I know you're not a big props guy. Yeah. But they're currently setting the line for Saturday's game for LeBron's over under at twenty eight and a half. Twenty eight and a half point total. Point total for LeBron James. What's the what's the number? What's the juice? Uh, minus one fifteen. Either way. Either or. Yeah. Forty, and you said it's forty. What? It, it's twenty eight and a or half. And of course, and Brooks is you right. know poking the bear of LeBron to come drop forty on him in a sense because that that's, to me seems like a challenge. Uh, yeah, I would still probably take. I, I I would probably maybe I wouldn't even touch that. A period. Even if I was a gambling man, I'm not though. But I wouldn't even touch that. I, but I would tell you right now. You know, if if you would ask me to go which way I would go, I would still go uh, probably under on that, you know, just because of the hook. Because I, I don't think that's what part of my whole take about taking the cheese. I don't think LeBron – and it's not just about getting LeBron to punch him or get ejected or whatever. I'm talking about, like, getting LeBron mentally off of his game and I, and even do, you know, days off, two days. So he's going to ask questions, shoot her, hey, man, what do you think about Dylan Brooks saying that you're old? You, that clip is going to come up on SportsCenter later this evening. Or not tomorrow, whenever. It's going to come up. At LeBron's practice. response. Uh, LeBron's response. Yeah. Reporters asking, what do you think about Dylan Brooks saying you're old? I mean, that's a, so that right there is a game within the game that Dylan Brooks is trying to play. But I think he's trying to play it with a guy that's too, too mentally Teflon for this. I mean, this is the same guy that used to go zero dark 30 in the postseason and turn off all social media and everything. And LeBron is borderline addicted to social media. There's athletes. I can name the athletes that have really got social media problems. It's so it has nothing to do about your brand. It has nothing to do about, you know, hey, my followers, my fans. I got no, nah, man, you just addicted to it. I can tell people on social media, they're just addicted to want to just, hey, it's me. Look at me. I'm eating this. I just worked out here. I got this. I'm on vacation here. I'm, I'm at the airport. And, I, and you're talking about somebody that's lived before the social media stuff. Okay, I would wait. I would make way more money if I acted like a clown on social media. If I let everybody know what I'm doing, plus having a show. But I can't. Integrity. We lost it in this country through our political system and everything. Integrity. 
And trust me, I can be shady sometimes myself. I ain't got integrity all the way. I mean, to certain things, yes, but I'm not trying to get up here and be like, yeah. But, but when it comes to like what you're willing to do for attention, like, come on. But I don't think he's going to fall for it. So if I wouldn't touch that, but if I would, I would probably say the under because I can see him maybe 26 and 10, 27 and 10 or 12, 25. Because really, Anthony Davis is the one that needs to be coming back to the crypto center with a monster game. I mean, this is the reason why they went and got his ass and forced him out of the 504 to help out in these situations. And other than the bubble, which everybody damn near forgets, has really pretty much been like, uh, okay, you know, like do it now. That was a horrible performance from him yesterday. Last night, I should say. 877-37-GRIND. Also last night's action as well. Speaking of another uh, terrible performance, um, well, we'll get to that one. But the Milwaukee Bucks, they beat down the heat. And this was out Giannis. You know, right before tip-off, like an hour before tip-off, they made you believe Giannis was playing last night. And then, you know, probably like 20 minutes prior, 25, because I remember hearing about 25 minutes prior to tip-off, that's when the news came in. He's officially out. Milwaukee went in there with, a, with like saying, hey, we're down 0-1. We can't go back 0-2 to South Beach. We got to do what we got to do. And they dominated and pretty much start to finish. And I think that what you saw last night, um, which is pretty much, I'm going to say it's more about kind of where the Heat are in regards to challenges of scoring. They're not, you, I told y'all yesterday, they're not going to be shooting a clip of 60% from three-point line. They're just, you just all of a sudden, they call talking about, Chuck keeps talking, there's no switch. You just can't hit it. Well, you damn sure can't hit a switch and become just this great three-point shooting team once the playoffs start. That's not what Miami's been all season. So with that said, this is kind of a glimpse of who they are. You know, one thing I will say about early, this early first round NBA playoffs, teams are really showing you kind of what they're struggling with in the regular season is kind of what they're showing you early on in these first few games in any series, whether it's good or bad. They're showing you really who they were even in the regular season. Nobody's really surprised, in my opinion. No one's really surprised me of saying, damn, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see them playing like that. I didn't see them playing that bad. Remember I said yesterday, the one thing about the Lakers, and I think yesterday was more about just like letting their guard down, but at the end of the day, too, other than the last two weeks of the regular season, go check the podcast, I said it yesterday, uh, the last two weeks of the season, the Lakers have had problems with being consistent, putting good games together and good, great performances. So, um, but I will tell you on the other end of that game with Miami, that's what it is when they have challenges score. I mean, they get ran out. You know, and honestly, I do think Milwaukee, I do think Milwaukee could win this series possibly without Giannis. I mean, I wouldn't guarantee it, but I think also if I'm Milwaukee, Giannis ain't playing either in game three. Until the Heat beat me again, I'm trying to hold off Giannis just so the big picture. I mean, we're trying to go get another second championship in three years. I'm, I'm thinking about the big picture. You know, let 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 let's see if we can get past. I mean, we are the one seed. I mean, even though this is a heck of a team, you know, you know, championship coach and coach Spolstra, they've got some veterans. I mean, I'm not saying a heck of a team. I meant heck of a team with experience. Okay, but I will tell you this: that I think with that performance yesterday, I'm gonna probably you know err on the side of caution, and I'm holding out Giannis again for Game Three. Now, if the Heat come back and protect home court, and they go up two one, okay. Let's see if he's ready to go. But I think they the, the backups, 
the whole Milwaukee squad, I think they really pretty much stepped up for their fallen soldier. And not only that, they're buying him time because I do think believe that they can probably go ahead and still find a way to win this series uh, without Giannis. They really just have to go and beat, you know, Miami one time in South Beach because I don't know if Miami's probably going to get another victory in Milwaukee. Could be wrong, though. 877-37-GRIND. All right, let's get to my second bad performance of the night. Just horrible, okay? You saw the Denver Nuggets, okay, hold on a rally, a heck of a second-half rally to go ahead and beat the Minnesota Timberwolves and take a 2-0 lead before they go back to next to the waters of Lake Minnetonka and Minnesota. They go up 2-0. Now, I got to see really what two teams also showed me, who they are positive and not in the regular season and let's start with the winners before I get to the Minnesota T-Wolves and the Nuggets um, look they got off to another good start they they came out and jumped on um, you know Minnesota in the first quarter they went ahead to kind of sustain that in the second quarter and took a you know a double digit lead into halftime now the reality of it is, in that whole course of that, I'm talking the first half, all the way up, I would say, probably to the fourth quarter. This is the concern that I've had that won't show up in this series against the T-Wolves, okay? But this is the concern I've had with Denver all year. Who's going to be that third guy? Who's going to be consistent? This Last night was really the Murray show for one. He just really, baby, you could see a guy that said, hey, man, I missed the playoffs all really for almost the last two years, year and a half. He goes, I'm, you know, I'm back and I want to be Flurry from Murray. Okay, and they have another Flurry from Murray, that guy. The reality of it is it was really his show. But Joker's Joker. Joker was doing his thing. But who was missing? Who, who was missing until the fourth quarter that made a couple shots and wasn't really doing Porter. And, again, it goes back to where it might not show up this series, and they dodged a bullet because Minnesota took a lot of energy. They came out flat. They came out flat. You know why? Because arguably their best player came out flat, and I'm starting to question, does, does Big Cat Towns, does he even have an apple sack? Yeah, I said it. Because the reality of it is, and, you know, the guys and the peers that play the game up there, you know, the Chucks, the Hall of Famers, those guys have to even be kind of nice about it. But the reality of it is, how this guy, how many passes are we going to give Carl Anthony Towns just because he's a big guy and he likes to shoot and he won a three-point contest in the NBA? I'm going to get more to that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 877-37-GRIND. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos X Lager. Get a dose. 
Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 